All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, February 7th of 2023, and it looks like we have a six-game NBA slate tipping off later today, as well as a six-game hockey slate. So it should be a fun day, plenty to talk about, looking ahead to golf, looking ahead to MMA, looking ahead to the Super Bowl this upcoming Sunday. Uh, for those of you who did not catch the show yesterday and did not catch our announcement, we are going to be doing a special Friday office hours with myself, Jordan, and Matt talking NFL showdown, and all, all centered around the Super Bowl, how to win showdown lineups for this specific contest. So if you guys have questions about NFL showdown that you want to get answered on that stream, throw them in the office hours channel in our Discord server, and we will be uh, creating a list of those questions to answer on Friday's show. So really looking forward to it. Don't miss it. You won't, you will want to be there. So, but that being said, uh, getting back to our regularly scheduled office hours. I'm Andrew, one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS related questions that come in, in the office hours channel in our discord server. If you're not in the discord there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Or if you're just tuning in and have questions, you can throw them in the live YouTube chat. We get to all the questions before the end of the show. But going to get Saberson pulled up here and going to get going. We have three questions in the Discord to get us started. I always suggest if you guys have questions, building lineups throughout the day, throwing those questions in the office hours and then waiting for them to get answered next day is always a great way to go. Snowman said, what's up? What's up, Snowman? Hope you had a good vacation. Glad you are back tuning in to the show. Uh, so first question we have here is from Brad 105 And it looks like it's a little bit of a two-parter here. Brad said, is there a way to automatically lower suggestions based on a specific category for example in pga if i wanted to lower everyone who had a tea time after 11 11 by two points thanks in advance okay so i don't think there is a way to lower players as a group what i would suggest is if you go over to golf we do have a tea times category there are no tea times uh oh this was actually last week so i'm gonna go over to this week let's see if we have projections we do have projections tea times are not loaded up yet i want to see if i can find an event that had tea times okay so if i go back to this uh february 2nd slate we can see the tea times are loaded once we get the tea times we will load them in the app for for every event so you can just sort i would say you know like descending by tea times and then you could just go through here and um, update the projections. There's no way to like mass update based on this. What you could also do is like, maybe, maybe you want to go about it a different way. Maybe you want to play at least four players uh, outside of that window. Right. So you could do groups based on tea times. So if I go to like group automatic, and then I'm going to say, you know, maybe I want to like, maybe I want to stack, you know, uh, what did we say? Who had a tea time after 11. So by two, so you're trying to, you're basically trying to avoid the afternoon wave. So maybe I want to stack, you know, uh, the AM PM split as opposed to the PM AM split. So I want to use at least, you know, you can be like really aggressive and use five, but you can just set a rule like 
to stack you say use at least four and then group by would you do group by actually no don't do group by so use at least four and then add a requirement and then we would say t time is the before and then i'm going to say 11 and then it'd be oh uh is this am i think that's right and i'm actually and then i'm just going to hit save here and then we're going to check this so i put in a rule said use at least four players whose tea time is before 11 and i think that's right so let's come back here i'm kind of confused where my tea time okay tea time is checked just moved there it is all right so now if i look at this okay so 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 in this example nobody teed off after 11 so i'm just going to change it to 10 just for the sake of the example so we can demo this right so i'm going to open this up uh these are all the players that it's grabbing but i want to change the rule so i'm just going to say 10 a.m and that looks right now so then now if i come into this rule i'm going to open it up save it as a manual rule so i could see the players that it's grouping so click the drop down open this up it is grabbing 106 players when you do that on the screen it is going to gray out the players that are not in the rule and then it is going to leave green the players that are in your group that you now created. So we can see that all the players that are teeing off before 10 a.m. are included in the group. And then all the players after 10 a.m. are not in the group. So this would be one way to like weather stack. So this is probably the way I would suggest is, is as opposed to just like lower projections, which, which you can do as well. I think that way is fine. But you can just do a group and then tell the builder, you know, how many players to use from that side of the split, and then it will uh, take care of it. So that's how you do it from like a stack perspective. Uh, if you wanted to do projection based, I would just sort by time and then come in here and then just, just knock these out, but a little time consuming, I understand. Uh, but there's just not a good way to do that at the moment. So let me know if you have any follow-up, see Brad, but those are the two ways I would go about doing that. All right. Uh, looks like Jay Clemen 4 here in the Discord has a good question. Says, can you advise what the advantages are of having a 5,000 lineup pool versus only the 1,500 I currently have? Thanks. Sounds like Jay Clemen is interested in the pro plan and wants to hear a little more about it. So if any of you guys are on the standard plan, old advanced plan, whatever it is, can build 500 lineups, 1500 lineups. If you guys are on the pro plan, you can build up to 5,000 lineups. I think that is a huge feature. There are other perks that come with the pro plan. So it is built up to 5,000 lineups, upload custom data, save and aggregate projection sources, create your own lineup metrics. We're going to start with lineups and just kind of talk about some of these things. I think another big thing that comes with the uh, pro plan is the pro exclusive content. We've gotten a lot of great feedback about it. We're usually releasing like one video a week going into DFS theory and, and a, a lot of a range of topics. So you get like the pro exclusive content, you get access to the NBA prop plan. Um, you, I think there was one more that I'm forgetting, but if I remember, I'll let you guys know, but getting back to this, 
So I think that the advantages of having 5,000 lineups really gets exemplified when you're 150 maxing or playing multiple 150 maxes. You know, there was a question yesterday. Somebody said, hey, you know, I'm playing four 150 max contests. And, you know, how should I build my lineups, right? So if you're on the standard plan, you know, I I think that my opinion is if you're on the standard plan, that's really for people who are like single entry, three maxing, some 20 maxes maybe. But I think once you get into like the 150 lineup range, I think upgrading to the higher plan makes a lot of sense just because you got to think of like the ratio of your lineups to your pool, right? So if I have a hundred and 150 lineups and a pool of 500, that's a little more than like one to three ratio, right? But if you're on the old advanced plan, that's a 10 to one ratio, right? If you have 1500 lineups, that's a 10 to one ratio. But then once you get up to 5,000, you know, this ratio gets really high uh, off the top of my head. This is like 30, 32, 33, like 33 to one ratio. So kind of the big thing with this is like when you run a 5,000 lineup pool, you know, you're, you're not going to run into these can't meet exposures as often. You're not going to have to, you know, send projections or exposures back to the home screen and kind of start over up, at least as far as like, I'm concerned, you know, I almost never run into issues with getting what I want out of my build out of my first build with 5,000 lineups. The only time they're going to really run into that is when you're maxing out sim divers, when you're maxing out mini uniques. And, and that's like another great thing, right? The more lineups you have, the higher that this mini uniques can go. Uh, I bet we, you, we could get to like probably five mini uniques here. So I'm at five. We are just about at the bottom of the pool. So I'm at five mini uniques, you know, if I'm building like 150 lineups with 500, I can probably only get to like maybe three max. And that, I think that might be pushing it a little bit for sure. Not four. So one, you know, you get the added benefit of more lineups to choose from, you know, get more diverse. It also helps a lot with, you know, uh, default builds and research builds, right? Uh, the more instances you are taking away from the builder, if you're looking at like, you know, a 009 build or a 0010 build. This is just more instances of that happening in the Sims. So, you know, law of large numbers, uh, as, as the more times you do something, the more it gets to its actual mathematical probability. So, like, I would trust a 5,000 pool research build much more than I would trust a 500 pool research build, right? Or, or a 1,500 pool research build. That that's just more lineups to look at more instances of it happening in it happening in the sim. So I think you can be a little more comfortable with that conclusion, but those are some of the things that, that I really think so that I really like about having 5,000 lineups. Like I said, you know, once you get like from, from, from 20 lineups to 150 is really a big jump. It's almost seven times as many lineups. Uh, I think when you make that jump as a player upgrading to pro and getting access to, 5,000 lineups is a huge value add. But those are my thoughts. Let me know if anybody has any follow-up. All right. Next question here from Latman. And Latman said, uh, where am I? 
Okay, when you know that you want to bump certain players' point projections up slash down, do you do that pre or post build? I've been trying out both. Are there certain scenarios where one is better for a particular player-specific strategy versus the other? Just wondering your opinion on when in the process is best to adjust point projections. Do you describe how doing pre-build adjustments affects the build itself versus post-build and how that affects your lineup pool? Okay, good question, Latman. So, so the way this works, right, is that all your lineups get built and then the builder grades the lineups based on saber score or projected score or percentile or whatever you're building, right? If you start adjusting projections in a build, what is going to happen is that the builder is going to regrade all of the lineups and resort them from the lineups already in the pool. So no players are going to change. Um, what is just going to happen is that lineups are going to either move down, move move up or down based on the change that you've made. So, so for instance here, Edmund Sumner is our highest exposed player in our top 150 in this build. I'm actually going to put this down to one minute unique. So Sumner is still our top at 100% ownership. What if I change his projection from 29.9 to 20? When I do that, he drops to 41%. The builder did not change anybody. All it did was that, you know, I had 150 lineups where Sumner was the top at the top of my build. It now said, mm, when Sumner has 20 points instead of 150, these other lineups are now better than those ones with Sumner and move those out of the way and moved other lineups up. So all it is, is it's, it's, it's resorting lineups in your pool. When you, that that's in the post build, when you do it in the pre build, this goes into the builder as an input to the SIM. So right now we have Sumner projected for about 30 points here. If I decrease this to 20, what that is going to do is it is going to shift his entire range of outcomes. So if we click on Sumner, this is his uh, histogram of, of his range of outcomes in the Sims, right? So for every time he gets 30, he now gets 20. For every time he gets 50, now he gets 40. So we are shifting his entire distribution to the left because we are decreasing his point projection. So, you know, the Sim runs, the Sim buckets, uh, the sim pulls out his projection. Let's say he averaged 35 points. He now has 25 points before the lineups are built. So you're much less likely to get lineups with him if you do it pre-build. So you're basically, in a way, decreasing the number of instances that player shows up in your pool overall. Or what if you think Summer's going to have a great game you increase them from 30 to 40. You know, I'm using really big numbers in this instance. Now, you know, if he was showing up in 25% of your pool, he might now show up in 75%, 100%. So think of home screen adjustments as inputs to the SIM and think of post-build projection adjustments as resorting your lineups in the post-build. But let me know if that answers your question. And... If you guys have any follow-up, hope I didn't confuse anybody there. All right. Snowman said, is the NBA the hardest to play? 
I will say that I think NBA is the most time intensive, which can be, you know, difficult for, for a lot of people. Right. Uh, it also depends where you live. You know, if you are on the East coast lock is at 7 PM Eastern, you know, by the time the Lakers play, it's, it's 10 PM. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure all of you guys have jobs. So, you know, staying up till 10 PM to do a swap. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm somebody who goes to sleep early. You know, I like to start laying down, relaxing, you know, uh, nine nine thirty and i'm on the west coast so this works out great for me but if 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 that's you know past your bedtime now you gotta wait to see if a guy starts or not or if anybody gets scratched maybe you don't do it maybe you're like i'm just gonna go to bed no news and then somebody's late scratch like that sucks right so the time commitment for nba is really hard i'll say you know on the west coast like the hard part is like you know if you work at nine to five lock is at four you know how, how do you how do you build your lineups you know while you're still working right so like that's like the opposite challenge over on the west coast uh so i think that you know just with the amount of time you have to be available with all the late breaking news i think that is what makes nba the hardest to play but that also creates edge for 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 the people who are willing to grind it out and do that so that is my thoughts on nba dfs all right, Phantom said, this is our last question in the Discord, and then we will hop over to the live YouTube chat. All right, Phantom said, do you have a rule of thumb for when you tend to sort by Sabre score versus 95th percentile or any other sort method that you use for FanDuel NBA? Is it slate size? So good question. I, I have talked about this a little bit in the past. Um, usually, I'm looking for a couple things. So, and, and you know, these are... These are like my own thoughts, guys. Uh, these are not, you know, I, I don't know how, how accurate these are, but but it's something that I've, I've used that I, I'm pretty comfortable with. So usually on a on a big slate, like 9, 10 game plus, uh, I'm mostly just trying to optimize for upside at that point. The sliders are taking into account correlation and ownership fade. And by the time I get to the lineup review process, I'm mostly just trying to get, you know, the highest upside lineups. I'm not worried about being duplicated or, or anything like that just because there are so many lineups that you could build on a big slate like that. So in that instance, I am usually using a percentile, sometimes 95th, sometimes 99th, kind of depends, have been experimenting with both. And then on like a smaller slate, you know, a two game, three game, four game, where you are going to have to get closer to the optimal and uh, the lineup constructions are going to be kind of similar, you know, especially if there's like a values team on the slate, uh, you got to be different from the field, right? I think that in that scenario, optimizing your lineups for correlation, ownership bait and upside is a way to get different from the field and still play really good plays. So I like Sabre score a lot more on smaller slates. Another time that I will use Sabre score over a percentile is if, the slate is really well-priced and there's not a lot of value. So even like a six gamer, like tonight, you know, kind of in the middle, kind of in the middle of the pack. I talked about like two, three, four gamers. I talked about, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12 gamers. You know, what about the middle? Uh, I handle it on like a slate by slate basis. Usually kind of rule of thumb for me. If there is nobody over six value, I consider that like a well-priced slate. Uh, where and 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 it also depends on the injury report. You know, are there a lot of questionables? Is there a lot of pending news? But if the slate is generally well priced, I know I'm going to have to get my edge 
or, or there's not a lot of questionables as well. I know I'm going to have to get my edge from lineup construction. So I will lean on Seager score more on like a well-priced slate where there's not a lot of pending news. So those, that's kind of how I like to think about it. Open to uh, pushback or, or feedback or any thoughts anybody else has, you know, not an exact science, but you ask me what I do and that is what I do, Phantom. All right. Uh, hopping over to the live YouTube chat. If anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get them in. All right. JN Zook said, hey, Andrew, new user. Switched to you guys a couple days ago. Just looking for any of your tip, top tips for new users. Also, when I make my lineups, if I have 85 and 60 are GPP and 25 are single entry or three max, would I build those 26 altogether and say three entry or build separate lineups for the single entry? Okay. So, Jay and Zuck, happy to have you. Thank you for uh, checking us out. Glad you were able to find the show. You know, we do the show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Great time to get your questions answered. First place I want to send you is I want to send you to our YouTube channel. And I want to send you to this new here, start here first. This start winning more with our DFS profit plan. It is a contest selection framework that we created through back testing. And it basically says like treat your single entries and three max contests as one build and treat your 20 max and 150 max contests as a separate build. We call the single entry and three max elevators and the 20 and 150 max diversifier type contest. Jordan lays it out great in this 17 minute video, not a long watch. If you're interested about learning more about the back testing that went into it, you go over to this behind the Sims playlist and scroll down. This was actually the, the first behind the Sims series that we did. Watch these first five videos. Um, if if you just want to watch one long one, watch the last one, this episode five, and that will give you some insight into how that contest selection framework came to be. So thanks for ha- thanks for uh, joining. Thanks for catching the show. Uh, rereading your question one more time. Let me just pull Saberson back up here. And uh, top tips for new users. Yeah, what I would say is, you know, jump in and start building. Just go straight to building, you know, enter the style entry limit, you know, for whatever contest you're playing and and let the build rip. Spend most of your time in the post build doing risk management. You know, the the best value add for, for all players, for new players is really in this post build, you know, Use the mini uniques feature. What this does is it guarantees that, you know, whatever this is set to, if it's set to two, that this will guarantee that at least two players in all of your lineups are different from each other. What this does help is it helps like if if one player does bad and he's in all your lineups, um, you know, all your lineups are going to do bad. But if you increase mini uniques, it's going to make your lineups more diverse. The, the goal really is to have lineups that are similar expected value but have neutral correlations to one another. So if one lineup does bad, another lineup can still do good, even though that one did bad. So, so you'll kind of see this like in, in your results, like on DraftKings on the app, you know, you'll see like your lineups more spread out across a contest as to like all in the green or all in the black. Right. So I would, I would take advantage of many uniques. I would manage any exposures to specific players and kind of go from there. So if you have any more questions along the way, you know where to find us and you know where to ask your questions. All right. A game said, 
I'm currently on the yearly plan. It's unfortunate that the only way for me to upgrade to pro is to cancel my remaining four months and sign up for a full price pro plan. Eight game, uh, you might want to shoot an email to support at sabersim.com. That is not how it works, in my understanding. You know, what we would probably do for you, it, my understanding is that we would just refund you the four months and then then you would go on to the pro plan. So you would get that money back and um, then like basically start over. So you don't have to finish out the four months on your current yearly to start the pro plan. We will make sure like to, if you're, if you're on credit, you know, if like, let's say you've been in the winner circle and you're using that credit, you know, we would just apply the credit toward your pro plan subscription. So reach out to Sabersim support at Sabersim.com if you're interested in that and the support team can give you your options um, but I, 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 I'm pretty sure that that is not exactly how it works. All right. Next question for Neil. Um, okay. Neil was just, uh, responding to eight game and then TTID forever said I'm on FanDuel and the disparity is very wide. Was just interested if you would change your stance on FanDuel as far as your lineups are concerned. Thanks for this great content. So, um, I'm not sure exactly what stance we're talking about. If you could just let me know, uh, you know, what exactly you're referring to as far as uh, your stance on on what exactly, I would be happy to answer this question. So just need a little feedback there. And then uh, looks like Phantom had some feedback in the Discord. Phantom said, uh, thanks, Andrew. I thought you had touched on it before, but didn't get the specifics. Yep, yeah, no, happy to answer that anytime. So just waiting for a little more information on that last question. Got another question here from uh, Jacerd or Jacerd D said, Sumner and Thomas are showing both in nearly 100% of lineups, but have a minus 0.1 correlation to each other. Is minus 0.1 not enough negative correlation to keep them both out of 100% of lineups? This is a really good question, right? I think that, you know, what you kind of have to determine in that instance is that if I look here, you know, they're the only two players above six value here. So that means that they're probably underpriced for, you know, the usage for the minutes for the expectation, right? So what we are doing when we are applying a correlation slider is this is like a multiplier that goes into uh, that gets added on top of projections for players that are positively or negatively correlated, right? So if I open up Sumner here, you know, Cam Thomas is the most negatively correlated player to him at minus 0.1, like you said. So when these players, you know, get put in a lineup together, this correlation factor gets added and then it gets like looked at again. So basically what I'm trying to say is that even with this correlation, even with this negative correlation, these players are overcoming the the correlation multiplier and still are the best plays to be played together. I think you could experiment with this and have some fun with this. You know, the correlation slider is on two here, so it's low, right? So the multiplier that is being applied is not that high. Experiment with increasing the correlation slider, you know, increase it to moderate, increase it to high. And see if that affects the amount of times that they are showing up together. I think that's the best way to handle it. You know, in a sport like basketball, you're not, you're never going to see that high positive correlations, you know, 0.06 
is really not that high, right? You're, you're, you're going to see more high negative correlations. So the way I like to think of the correlation slider, it's not going to increase the number of stacks so much. You know, it's not like baseball. It's not like hockey. Um, it's not like the quarterback wide receiver correlation. What it is going to do is it, in, in my opinion, from what I've seen is it is going to keep negatively correlated players out of the lineup more often. And that is because the negative correlation is higher than the positive correlation. So it has more of an impact on that as well. So I would experiment if that is something that is concerning to you, increasing the correlation slider, running different builds, like, like run it at 10, see what happens. You know, don't, don't build your lineups at 10, but, but the best way to get a feel for how do the sliders work is to run test builds and adjust the sliders and see what kind of impact they end up having. So I would encourage you to check that out. All right, Patrick said, Andrew, forgive me if this has been asked, but will you have player models up for XFL season? So Patrick, I know that we are not going to have Sims for XFL, but we will probably have the slates loaded where you should be able to come in here and build your lineups. I know we have USFL listed here. Um, I, I'm frankly, I'm not sure if we supported XFL last year. I could check with the team for XFL support, but, uh, we will not have Sims for XFL. All right. Uh, insane gaming said, can you explain the review mode from past lineups? Yes, I can. So if we go back to yesterday's slate, we should have some builds here from the show. Uh, let's check out FanDuel. So yeah, we have a, we have a couple builds here. Um, these are not from the show but that is fine. So if I go into this old build that I ran yesterday, right? Uh, what review mode is going to do is review mode is going to isolate the lineups that I used and sort those by actual score. So if I have review mode off, I come into an old build, you know, we do have the actuals loaded here. You can see the actuals next to your lineups. If I go to the sort method and I go to actuals, it is going to sort all the lineups and give me the top actual scoring lineups. But these are not the ones that I played. These are just the top actual scores in the pool, right? So that doesn't really help you kind of determine, you know, what the highest scores that you played were. So what I would do is I would turn review mode on and then it will automatically sort by actuals and then it will take the lineups that you played and sort those by actual. So I could, I could see this by hovering over the pool and then it is going to skip some high scoring lineups. So like this high, this third highest scoring actual lineup, I did not play. And then you could kind of see that. And so this is what review mode does. It just tells you, you know, uh, the lineups you played versus the lineups in your pool and what the actual scores of those were. So if I had played this set of lineups for the, the, the top actual lineup would have been in my top 150 here. But that is what review mode is doing. Eight game said, I just sent the email. Awesome. I will make sure that the team gets back to you on that one. Eight game. All right. Neil said, Andrew, in your opinion, am I missing something by feeling like a 1500 lineup pool is enough to still be successful? I feel like even in a set in a 150 set, I'm able to get enough diversity in my lineups. Neil, you know, if you feel like it's enough, then it is totally enough. Right. I think everybody's process is different. And like, you know, some people like, uh, what Scott refers to as like militant diversity and like getting as diverse as I possibly can, you know, at, at, at all expenses. Right. Uh, I think, you know, that's where 5,000 lineups makes sense for somebody, but you know, 
that maybe that's not your approach, right? You're like, you know what? I want to be a little unique, but I still want to take some stands. I think by having like three mini uniques, I still have some leverage. I still have some spots that I'm taking some shots on. And I, I never have issues with meeting exposures or anything like that. Like Neil, I would encourage you to stay on your current plan because it seems like it's working for you, right? So the best plan is the plan that works for you. Uh, you know, the pro plan is not the best plan. The standard plan is not the best plan. It is whatever one meets the criteria that you need it to meet. So I don't think you're uh, wrong for wanting to stay on your current plan, Neil. I think that is totally okay. All right. Janzuk said, thank you. Yep. Happy to help anytime there. All right. Uh, looking through here, it looks like we are all caught up on YouTube chat questions as well as questions in the Discord. So for anybody who missed it at the beginning of the show, just so everybody knows, we're going to be making this announcement all week long. We are doing a special Friday office hours with Jordan, Matt, and myself talking NFL showdown ahead of the Super Bowl. If you guys have questions about NFL showdown, throw them in the office hours channel. I'm going to be creating a list all week of things for us to talk about heading up to that show. So you don't want to miss that one. Neil said, yeah, I have some stuff. I use an Excel outside of SaberSim 2, so not sure I'd get full value out of the custom metrics and stuff either. Yeah, I mean, these are definitely things that you want to weigh and uh, determine if it is best for you prior to upgrading. I will say that, you know, we do have a seven-day free trial of the Pro Plan. If, you have, if you've been on a different plan and you want to try out Pro and see what it's about, you could start a seven-day free trial. It will not auto renew you if you are if you already have a SaberSim plan it will just start and then when the seven days is up it will end and you will stay on the current plan that you're on and then you can determine if you do want to indeed try it out so the seven day free trial is uh, available for for new years new users and current users as well at least once so give that a shot if you haven't tried it out yet patrick said can we go ahead and build lineups for showdown for the super bowl pretty much know who will be active and inactive. I actually have not gone over here. Um, I believe if we have projections and ownership loaded up, you should be good to go. It looks like we do here. You know, I, I, I think it's fine because, you know, usually football is like a week to week sport. And just because there was a two week break, you know, all of our systems are in place to have those projections ready uh, by by the weekend right so so just because there was a lag does not mean the projections aren't good to go so i i would say you know i do see juju's questionable here Kadarius tony i i am out of date with you know who is supposed to play and who is not you know it looks like Michael hardman's out here so if if you're up to date with the injury situations and pending actives and actives i mean i'll tell you what i don't think there's anything wrong with coming in here and running some builds and starting to get a feel for it you know if you're somebody who's like, you know, not playing NBA, uh, you know, looking ahead to the Super Bowl, like, yeah, get in there, run some builds, see what the builder is saying, you know, run some builds tomorrow, see if anything changed. You can see when the last projections ran in the app, you can see it in the Discord. So yeah, get in there, check some stuff out, you know, try some things out and then maybe that will lead to some questions that you have prior to our Friday show. Neil said, cool, thanks, Andrew. And then Patrick said, I feel like projections won't change much one hour prior to log. I am in agreement with you there, Patrick. But all right, everybody, uh, I will be back tomorrow for our Wednesday show, 2 p.m. Eastern. As always, if you guys have questions, building lineups throughout the day, 
throw them in the office hours channel. That gets a steady flow of questions to get started with. So until then, good luck in your contest and take care. See ya.